Yesterday was a very, very effective day for the trial of the men who murdered Ahmaud Arbery. I want to unpack and explain why. Of course, it all comes down to the jury, but the facts that were presented yesterday to some level even surprised me. And the prosecution did a very effective, poignant job at presenting them. And the police officers who arrived on the scene also were incredibly effective and damning at what they did see and didn't see. I want to unpack and explain it, tell you why I have more hope today than I did yesterday that these horrible men will be convicted for the murder of Ahmaud Arbery. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. I told you a few days ago that there are really three factors that go into whether or not you have success in a case like the case against the McMichaels and Roddy Bryan. And truthfully, there's four. Uh, The three that I said was there is the jury. And I'm I don't have a lot of faith in this jury. It is nearly an all white jury, 11 white jurors in a town that's 50 percent black. I have some faith in the judge. The judge is okay, And the the prosecutors are just okay as well. And that left me a little discouraged because the jury selection process was terrible. The opening statements were just okay, But there is a fourth factor that was on display yesterday. There's the judge. There's the jury. There there is the attorneys. But yesterday we saw the evidence, the the fourth factor. And the evidence in this case is overwhelming against the men who murdered Ahmaud Arbery. And yesterday under questioning from the prosecution. And again, the prosecution is on the side of the family of Ahmaud Arbery. They are prosecuting the men uh, who murdered Ahmaud. They called a police officer to the stand who was the first officer to arrive on the scene. And an officer was on the way there anyway. And the officer arrived on the scene soon after the shooting. And he had his, thankfully, thankfully, had his body camera on. And this is why we fight for body cameras. No, they are not the panacea. They don't solve police violence. There is no quick, easy solution to that problem. However, what they filmed has been indispensable. Because the officer who arrived on the scene, and I'm going to play his testimony here shortly, he testified to everything that Greg McMichael, that's the father, Travis McMichael, that's the son who pulled the trigger, and Roddy Bryan, who also helped chase and corner Ahmaud Arbery, the officer testified to everything that they did and didn't say. And the clip that I'm about to play you, I think is going to be the single most important moment of the trial. I, I don't know that anything could be more effective. 
I'm going to play the clip. Uh, the prosecutor is asking him what the Bryans, and, I mean, what uh, Roddy Bryan and the McMichaels said and what they didn't say. And I want you to hear it. It's very, very important. And I'll explain why right after the fact. Did Greg McMichael ever indicate to you at that time that he thought Ahmaud Arbery, the guy, had committed a crime that day? No, ma'am. So he didn't say the guy committed the crime of this? No, ma'am. And when he said to you that numerous occasions the guy has broken into a house over there, they've got him on video, what house was Greg McMichael talking about? A house down the road that was under construction. Okay, so he's not talking about his home at 230 Satilla Drive. No, ma'am. All right. While speaking with you, did Greg McMichael ever use the word burglary? No, ma'am. Did he ever use the word trespass? No, ma'am. Did he ever tell you while you're talking to him that he was attempting to make a citizen's arrest? No, ma'am. Did he ever even use the word arrest? No, ma'am. Did he ever even use the word detain? No, ma'am. All right. Did he ever tell you that, oh, we were going to detain this guy and wait for the police to come and investigate? No, ma'am. Did he ever tell you, oh, by the way, I saw Mr. Arbery throwing stuff out of his pockets as he ran? No, ma'am. That testimony, I believe, is the single most important testimony that we're going to hear. Of course, uh, we could be surprised and there could be important bombshell testimony that we have not heard. But let me tell you why what this officer said is indispensable. The primary defense from Greg McMichael, Travis McMichael, and Roddy Bryan is that they were trying to affect a citizen's arrest on Ahmaud Arbery. That they are not police officers. But they were trying to corner and arrest Ahmad Arbery. Now, they have admitted under testimony that they never told Ahmad that. And so they never said to Ahmad, we are trying to issue a citizen's arrest. They told him they were going to blow his head off. We saw yesterday in court that... Travis McMichael's truck had a Confederate flag on it. And we now have heard testimony that makes it clear that it appears they might have even, while they chased Ahmad, bumped into him multiple times and cornered him multiple times. Ahmad was running for his life. And when they, when Ahmad basically was so exhausted, that he could no longer run anymore. Greg McMichael said they cornered him like a rat. They were thinking of him in terms of an animal. And they had their guns, said they were going to kill him, and then they did repeatedly shoot and kill him. Now, when the police officer arrived on the scene, he said that the McMichaels said nothing about trying to arrest Ahmaud Arbery. They said nothing about believing he had committed some kind of crime and trying to detain him so that they could arrest him. It appears, from all indications, that their primary defense, which is we were trying to 
issue a citizen's arrest, which is which has now been banned in Georgia. And I, you know, I am thankful to the governor of Georgia and the, the conservative legislature of Georgia, which after the murder of Ahmad came together and said, no, let's ban that altogether. There is no such thing as a citizen's arrest. But at the time of the murder of Ahmad, there was a law that would allow citizens under very particular circumstances to arrest somebody. Well, these men said, hey, that's what we were doing. Except it appears that they came up with that weeks or months after the fact. It appears that attorneys somewhere advised them that that could be a good defense. Because right after they shot and killed Ahmad, after they effectively lynched a man in broad daylight, when they should have told the officers on the scene, we were trying to detain and arrest him. They said nothing of the sort. In fact, you can literally hear on the body camera footage them call Ahmad curse words and names as he still has breath in his body. Now, there were very painful questions as, as to why the police offered no first aid, and not just first aid, no comfort, no attention to Ahmad. And the, the officer really said, well, I'm not really trained for that, and I thought that Ahmad's injuries were catastrophic and that there was nothing I could do. Oh, okay, but why did you, would you have, my, my question would be, had it been someone white, had it been a white child, would you have just watched them die out? Would you have held their hand and said, hang in there, help is on the way? We've called an ambulance, or would you just leave them on the side of the road like roadkill, like they did Ahmad? Neither here nor there, the testimony of the officer was essential. I think it's even more effective, because I don't really like the man. I mean, I, I am angry that the man provided no aid or comfort to Ahmad. What that means to me, though, is that he is telling the truth. Like, he told the truth that, like, nobody believes he, one, he had body camera, a body camera rolling. But nobody believes he's lying when he says the McMichaels and Roddy Bryan said nothing to me about trying to arrest Ahmad. They never mentioned that that was their goal or aim. And here's the thing. <laughs> if it was, that's exactly when they would have said it. But it's such a preposterous thing that clearly they weren't thinking it then. This was just a lynching. And they didn't even say it for weeks. And they just eventually went on to, to live their lives. People saw them around town. The DA and the police department ultimately decided they weren't going to do anything because they were all on their side. They never imagined the pressure that we would put on them to hold these men accountable. And ultimately, the district attorney uh, in Glenn County, she was arrested for her corruption in this case as well. And so does this mean the case is an open and closed case, theoretically? But courtroom drama isn't a theory. This is real. 
and those are real people on the jury. That's a real judge. And it only takes one person to say, I've heard all of this, but I'm just not convinced. And so while it is theoretically an open and shut case, and these men should all be convicted for murder, the evidence is overwhelming. That doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to happen. I hope it's what's going to happen, but we'll just have to wait and see. I'll be watching. Uh, I'll be updating you on Instagram and other platforms as I can, and I'll be right back here tomorrow to give you some more updates. Take care. Break it down. Hi, this is Donnie Rose, Chief Content Editor here at The North Star, encouraging you to check out thenorthstar.com every day for insightful, engaging commentary on the stories that impact our culture. The writers at the North Star make it our mission to advocate, mobilize, agitate, and disrupt in the name of creating liberation-centered content. We unapologetically center the narratives of Black, Brown, and Indigenous people. We understand that you can get news from anywhere, so we are more interested in offering perspective that speaks to the experiences of our audience. We write freely and with freedom on our minds. We invite you to indulge in our daily editorials and engage in the dialogue that will change the world. Ooh, it's the past.